With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Choose Yourself Network. Today on the James Altucher Show. I've listened to this joke probably 30 or 40 times. <laughs> wow. I've had questions about it. Whenever I do public speaking, I'm so nervous beforehand that listening to you and I have a, a few go-tos, it's like an injection that makes me a better public speaker for about 45 minutes. <laughs> wow. In my entire life, I've been abbreviating the states. I've never thought, oh, so many states have the same first two letters. Like, what were you doing when you thought of that? Um, I think from the first time when I was in second grade and I, and I got the, the arrow book of the states. I got it in second grade, but it had to have been printed several years prior because the idea of the two capital letter abbreviations was a new concept in this particular version of the arrow book of states. Um, that, that I got from the Riff van, the Reading is Fundamental van, that came to my school. And I remember, for whatever reason, I wanted to memorize the abbreviations, and I noticed how difficult it was. So you pulled that out, and, you know, 40 years later... <laughs> yeah, well, said, 30 years later, 30 years later, yeah. said yeah. this could be a joke. Yeah. You turned that kind of difficulty you had in second grade into a joke. Introducing brooklinen.com, high-quality sheets and bedding at a price that won't keep you up at night. It's the fastest-growing bedding brand in the world because people love these products. Their sheets have over 12,000 five-star reviews. I love my Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets, and I know you'll love them too. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code JAMES at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's really no reason not to give these sheets a try. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code JAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B R O O K. L-I-N-E-N dot com, promo code James. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. Gary Goldman, world famous, great comedian. Thanks once again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's, it's nice to be back. I'm, I'm very honored and, and flattered that you, you have me back a second time. Well, I want to tell you, that you've been incredibly helpful to me this past year because every time I give a talk and I occasionally give talks for whatever reason, 
I always listen to one of your comedy clips right beforehand. Oh, really? And I do that mirror neuron thing. So then I go on the stage and I have a little bit of hopefully your brain inside of my brain a little bit so wow. i can it's a i become a better public speaker as a result wow that that's uh that's wow that, that makes me feel really good that's really nice of you to say yeah you're you, i would say you and louis ck are like my go-to oh my clips God. before wow. i do public speaking and I, I highly encourage anybody to listen to comedy before public speaking because i feel like i get scared enough when i'm public speaking and then i've also tried recently to do something incredibly hard, which you have been doing for 25 years, which is for the past just month or so, I've been trying to do stand-up comedy and it's 10 times yeah. harder and scarier than <laughs> public speaking. Oh, so it's I hard, have yeah. Huge, huge respect. And I think learning that skill or even attempting to learn that skill has helped me in a variety of ways. But that's why I wanted you back on because I wanted to take one of your jokes okay which has fascinated me <laughs> and break it down word for word all right so first off how are things going in general you've been uh, you're on a year ago how are you feeling uh very anxious why i i just ha have a lot of anxiety in me uh as a, as of late i'm very I'm, I'm i'm moving at the end of june and uh, i'm nervous about that and i'm nervous about my my future because i haven't i haven't been able to come up with a new hour to tour with for for the for the fall or anything so i'm i'm holding off on on booking booking dates so i'm i'm very i'm i'm very anxious these days okay let me ask you a couple of questions first I'll, I'll start with the last so let's say you do book a tour for the fall yeah could maybe booking the tour push you are you the type of person where it'll push you like force you to come up with that hour um, before the day of the of the tour, like like the night before, like it'll be a college <laughs> exam, like the night before the tour, you'll be like coming up with some you know sixteen minute joke about McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, there 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 was a there was a time when when I could create and and turn over material much quicker than I'm doing now, and I, I just uh, th there's something going on with my with my brain or my or my confidence or something that I'm I'm just not. Um, Putting out as as much new material as I as I used to. The the, the time between my my um, second special and my third special to get the the material is a much shorter amount of time than I'm dealing with since my last special, which is now two years ago. I I, I still don't have a new new hour that I would feel comfortable making into a into a special. So do you have like part of an hour? Like I've yeah. seen you do uh, you know sets since then. Yeah, you have new material. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have part of an hour, but it wouldn't be as good as the as the last special. When you say as good, how do you? What's the metric you define? Because like like for instance, when I saw you perform last, I everybody was laughing at every joke. Yeah. So what's your bar? Um, like are you, are you looking at it in terms of like your sense of quality or the audience's laughter or what are you looking at? How do you judge yourself? I don't I don't know. I I just know there's a cer certain certain reaction to certain jokes like the fact that you want to go over word for word one of my one of my jokes from my last special i don't feel like there's anything on that i could put on a new special that would be that that compelling and 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 resonate with with people to that to that extent so it's um yeah, it's, it's disappointing, and I, and I don't think I'm being overly critical. I just I just don't think I've I've written anything as 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 good as as, as that bit. Well, well, people will hear the bit in, in a second because we'll go over it. Uh, but what if you don't have to do like you? It seems like each year that I've watched, you know. So I go back before these 
you know, podcast, and I'll watch you perform in 2005, 2006, 2007. And it seems like there's obviously an evolution, you know, there's obviously an evolution in your style. And it's a very unique and I would say risky style. And I'll describe why in a second. And we spoke about it a little bit before the podcast started, but maybe you go, could, could you potentially go in a different direction where you, they don't have to take as huge, like the way they're risky is the time of a joke that you allow yourself, yeah. which is very unusual for for like like it's the opposite of a one liner joke. Right? Uh, maybe you can not do, go in that direction and just be, you know, funny. You're obviously funny in a lot of different directions. Yeah, I I I, I could try that. It, it's it's just not that that particular um, avenue is 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 not any that 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 isn't any clearer than than the the old the old methods so I, I don't I don't I don't I don't find that find that avenue any any more um, easy or or um, ready do you do you like let's say you sit down for a, a session of writing I don't know if you do that like every day do you like get your coffee and <laughs> there was but, a there was a there was a time when I did that but I I've I stopped doing that it's, be, it's become too frustrating and so you get like angry at yourself yeah I get and then the people around you and, <laughs> I can very like. Does your girlfriend know to just sort of back off? And uh, no, there's never, never that. I, I I never take it out on her, or, or or actually even let her know that I'm frustrated or or struggling with with the writing. She should do a podcast with you then. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Are when you say you're moving, are you where are you moving? Uh, I'm going. I'm going back to Boston. You go back to Boston? Yeah. You're not gonna be in New York anymore. Not not for the next year. I don't think. Why is that? Um, I ju I just feel I need a change of scenery, perhaps to to jumpstart me and and reignite me. Now, have you also thought about other avenues other than stand up? So you you've really been like a stand up stand up, like that's been your main focus. Yeah. Have you thought about kind of the TV show route, the talk show route, any of these other routes that many comedians do? Yeah, I, I've I've auditioned for for a lot of for a lot of roles over the over the years, and I, I just um, and I've, I've studied studied acting in in classes with with teachers and trainers and and things. But I um, I just ha haven't gotten that that break that that um, good fortune of of getting cast on something. And I and I don't I don't really have any um, ideas for for shows that I, I'd want to pitch. I, I I went that route early on in my career where I pitched several several pilots and and sold them to networks and and had and had deals to make pilots and 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 those didn't um, didn't come to fruition. So um, I've been frustrated in that in that in that um, angle and and I just decided long ago to really concentrate on my on my stand up and really make that the the focal point of my of my actions and and so um, I, I always take the auditions and I prepare for them when they when they come around but I I haven't um, I haven't booked any anything in, in a long time it, it seems like I mean there's so many shows now out there that are like about struggling comedians yeah. coming up like and it kind of I guess you could say it sort of started with Seinfeld, but then more recently there's Louie, the Jim yeah. Gaffigan show, yeah. crashing with, with right. Pete Holmes. Yeah. And it it seems like that's still a direction to explore in pilot world. Yeah. I don't know. And like you and you have even a different take on it, which is like, let's say totally frustrated comedian <laughs> yeah. trying to come out of that somehow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that might be something to think about in the future. Yeah, that's interesting. So 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 even though I know it might be painful for you to go over this joke, <laughs> no, it's not. That, it's not painful. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not painful. I I, I want to ask a lot of questions about this one joke, and then maybe maybe we can continue the the sure. the line about what you know what it takes to come up with another joke like this. Yeah. But so this so just to set the context, this is a joke from a, about a year ago, I guess, where. Um, uh, you call it, uh, you know, uh, or you basically go go on Conan, and I'm sure there was other places you did it. But I, I, this transcript that I'm, so we both have a transcript in our hands. I right. have my notes on mine. Yours is poorly formatted because I'm sure you know all <laughs> yeah. the jokes, and, and it's a computer driven transcript, so there's words misspelled. But um, uh, this is a clip where you come out on stage and you're totally serious, and you basically start off saying. You know, everybody's clapping, and you start off saying, "Thanks very much." I just wanted to recommend a documentary to everyone, and then I'm going to go. Yeah, and that right there is boring and funny. Yeah, so like no, nobody has turned on Conan to see the stand-up guy say, "Okay, I'm going to recommend a documentary, and then I'm going to go." And your voice is totally serious. Yeah. So so there's so there's like all these aspects, like you're committing. To the joke, like you're totally serious. You're wearing almost a professorial outfit, right? And it starts off boring. Like I'm going to recommend a documentary. Nobody likes a. Most people don't like documentaries. And then you say you're going to go. Going to go, right? So, what's? How did you start it off that way? Like why? I just, you- I, just I just think that's. Um, I'm I'm bragging really, because I know that I have something in my pocket that I've worked on for so long and I've polished. So frequently and so hard over the years. I mean, years and years have gone into this. Into this, this one bit, joke. Into this one joke. And it's and I know that they haven't seen it before on 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 the show tonight. And they haven't seen it before in their in their lives. So I know that I have something really, really special in my in my pocket for them. And um there's something I think that comes across a, a I think that comes across that I'm that I'm that I'm bragging that I'm overconfident about myself in this in this instant um, when I'm when I'm telling them it's almost like I'm saying uh, uh, when when do you get a load of me right because because it seems like a lot of comedians go out there and they and they're like and they want to kind of almost pander for a laugh as the very first thing to kind of build that rapport with the audience. Yeah. You're doing it in a totally different way with, with this confidence. Like you're committing so much into the joke yeah. that the audience is like they know you're not just going to recommend a documentary and they have to go along with this commitment. And that's part <laughs> of what's funny here is yeah. that clearly you're not going to go. <laughs> and so 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 it's interesting. Okay, so then the next um the next line is uh and you're almost like a little. Your style also is like you're serious, but you're you're serious, but like a little nervous. Like you repeat things. Like you say, it's about the it's about the men and women who abbreviated all fifty states down to two letters. So so first off, there is no documentary right. about the men and women who yeah. have, like I looked at it. I've googled yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. There are articles about how there's no <laughs> documentary about it after you've done that bit. So. How did you even think of like coming up with this fake documentary about the people who you know abbreviated all fifty states down to two letters? Like, where did that come from when you were first starting the joke? Yeah, I, I mean, I had the joke for for years and really no way to no way to get into it um, until they started making documentaries about obscure 
subjects and so so like a Helvetica you saw exactly. and and you figured oh if they can make a documentary yeah. about font did you start thinking did you start listing like what other stupid things can they make documentaries about no I just I just wrote a joke about Hel- the Helvetica documentary and then I thought you know what 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 might work is to is to um, say that 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 story that I tell about the states getting their abbreviations was a was a documentary. That that's that that's where you can find out about how the states got their their um, abbreviations. Because I would I would tell it as a story, and it just it it came out of nothing. There was no there was no real um, setup to it. I would just ha- have to just out of nowhere start talking about the states getting their abbreviations. And um, by by saying that it, there was a documentary about it, then I could just tell the the story of the of the documentary. So it so it 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 took the evolution of documentaries and the the um, making I guess film cheaper so that they could make obscure documentaries to to enable me to to write this write this joke. And so it's that intersection where you kind of had previously a, a funny story about. Uh, something obscure like how did they come up with yeah. two letter abbreviations for every state yeah. with with and you intersected that with almost the 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 stupid not stupidity but like the ease by which we can make a documentary now and make these obscure nonsensical documentaries that intersection is what makes exactly really brings out the brilliance in this bit yeah well it allowed me to to do the to do the bit to ha- to have a, a setup for it and and to have a, a um, um, a vehicle for it, but now it's at this point where so early on in it that I think you veer off from basically ninety nine point nine nine percent of comedians because you're about to embark on a six and a half minute joke. Uh, yeah. Where if at and and it's about a topic incredibly boring, <laughs> yeah. the the abbreviation of states, and yet I mean I've listened to a couple different clips of it. Uh, it's you get laughs literally every line on it, and but it's a huge commitment. Like if at any point the audience is not with you or you start to falter, like you're taking a huge risk. Yeah, yeah. But I've gotten so much uh, excellent feedback and and encouragement from people like yourself and other comedians and and just uh, audience members that um, on the nights when it when it doesn't. Go very well. I I still um, have that that um, in my in my mind. I, I I still have the the confidence in it. So I so I know so I know that it's just this particular audience that isn't that isn't enjoying it. And and as soon as as soon as I'm done with the bit, I can go back to things that are a little little less um, obscure for them and and try to win them back. But I. Um, I have have confidence and 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 believe in the, the bit enough that that on, on the nights when when the audience is is not really with me, I can I can I can muddle through. So so um, let's say you're doing this in the middle of an hour. Do you try to build up, let's call it capital, with the audience before you start this one, just in case there's that risk? Yeah, yeah. Unless it's an audience that's all there to to see me, that yeah. is made up of. Of fans, and then I usually usually close with this with this joke, or or do it as a as a um, as a request at the at the end. Okay, and then and then of course when you have a, a six minute spot on Conan, this yeah. is the joke you, yeah, you pick. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah. So so okay. So then the next thing is, um, you, you say all you set up the premise. 
All you need to know is we have 50 states in America and they each have two capital letter abbreviations, but that wasn't always the case up until I want to say 1973. So I will. So that's funny. Like you, you kind of have these like little jokes inside. Like I want to say 1973. And then you say, you didn't have to say, so I will. Like where's the, that was funny. Everyone laughed. Again, I always try to figure out what's funny about that because I laugh too, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm laughing at. Uh, Because it's a a common cliche to say, I want to say 1973. And then people just say, they just go on with the the sentence. And then, so I I thought, oh, let me me try to say, and so I will. And so I will say in 1973 because it's a it's a it's a cliche to say I want to say, and then you don't really you don't really finish that that sentence. It's it's um it's it's just a, a cliche. I just I always wonder like how did you and I know this is a hard thing to answer and maybe I'm I'm kind of getting too much into the weeds, but maybe other people constructing this tro- joke in an alternative universe would just say. It happened in 1973 instead of kind of, but then I guess it's not funny. Like you're still trying to make each sentence funny. So yeah. you, yeah. you you had from in your repertoire, you had the kind of like, let's break down this cliche and throw it in there. Yeah. I mean, when I when I first started uh, being interested in becoming a stand-up comedian, I, I saw a documentary and they interviewed Richard Jenny, the late Richard Jenny, who was great. And he, um, and he put it so succinctly. He said, basically what you're trying to do is put together um, as many laugh lines as close together as possible. And if you watch his act, it was, it was very tight and it was, it was very um, com- compact as far as um, how long you had to wait between, between laughs. So I, I, I took that. I, I thought that was very good. I thought that was very good advice and, and a very good observation. And, and not every comedian does that, and that's not the, the end all and, and be all. But for me, um, and, and also with my with my psyche, I, I, I enjoy hearing the, the laughs. It, it keeps me it keeps me uh, confident and, and able to continue on with the with the show if I'm if I'm getting laughs. Otherwise, I, I, I tend to um, get panicky. So, because particularly because the line before where you set up the premise, there's not a laugh. You're just you're, right. You there's no to, there's no laugh there. And it's just a, but it's a tight pipe. What, what do you call it? Exposition. Yeah, but but you 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 clearly can see you're taking out as many words as possible. Like you're just right, trying to yeah. like spit that part out. Yeah, and your 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 movement during that is has a little bit funny. Like you're you're saying like yeah you do this like you, I I shouldn't say you do this because we're on uh, audio, right. but you're, you're pointing to the sky or, or and you say but it wasn't always that way. Like you're 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 still gesturing and acting it out like almost like this professor. Yeah, I so, know. I need to keep their attention during that time because it's it's a it's a lull. Yeah, because you you know even though it's like the the comedian has the mic and you're speaking to the audience, you still have to kind of act out. It feels like every line. It's that's a part of it. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. So okay, so then um, uh, you, there's 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 a little bit more premise. Up until 1973, every state had its own length of abbreviation, and it was chaos. So the chaos. Is funny. Yeah, people laugh at that. Chaos is a K, a K sound, so it's a it's a funny word naturally, and also it's such a such an overstatement that it's that it's funny. Right, and and you kind of get more and more as as we'll see, you get more and more into the overstatements until this is like <laughs> this like you know thriller story. Yeah. So and you know also there's a there's an element of like what do you think of this theory? There's an element of subtraction of your personality. Like so in the, in the real you knows that 
this is a boring story and it wasn't chaos. You're <laughs> kind of subtracting that knowledge from yourself so you can get more and more into the absurdist aspects of this. Yeah. I I mean I wish I wish this was my my personality. I think I'd be a really really uh interesting hip uh, uh quirky, not hip but quirky quirky guy. I I wish uh my entire my entire act was made up of of similar um similar jokes. But uh yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. I I I subtract um my actual knowledge and and um and yeah. Well, well, but I feel like in every one of your bits, you do some subtraction. So, like, let's take there's the one bit you have where um, you're talking about uh, 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 role play with your girlfriend, and uh, you know, uh, first she's the secretary of housing and urban development, oh, right. and you're the assistant secretary of housing yeah. and urban development, and you're you feel she's not pushing her agenda. No, <laughs> right, and like right. it's this absurdist role play, which. Again, you're subtracting, and then you get into the whole professor student thing. Yeah. But you're subtracting this part of yourself that's like where where normally a, a, a normal human being would remind themselves this is all sexual foreplay, right. and you get you subtract that and get so into the yeah. oh no, I'm a professor and she's like a bad student. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and that subtraction also. So sure. it seems like with all of these like long bits, there's like this huge subtraction to to get this absurdist quality. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it. Um, you have to kind of subtract in different ways, though. That's why you can't always be one way or the other. Right, but but it also depends on the on the audience also um, having believing they 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 really have they. There's, you know, I'll watch certain comedians and I'll say, "Oh, that never, that never happened to them." And and clearly, none of these things ever happened to me. But there's there's something about the 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 manner or the the commitment to the bit where the audience audience uh, believes these things happened or 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 I don't know. But but you're absolutely right. I do I do subtract a, a more a, the the more knowledgeable. Side of my personality. We'll get to this in in this bit, but at some point, it's clear you're not you, but you've committed so much to the persona that you're playing here that we're we're all in it with you. Yeah. So we'll 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 get to that in a second, because um, I have I have questions all along the way, as you can probably tell. I hope, I hope this is not boring for you going over this. No, uh, no this library. is interesting. So so okay, then you say Massachusetts was so this is more exposition. Massachusetts was mass. Uh, Florida was FLA, and then and this is funny. Utah was Utah. They just dropped the H. Yeah. First off, is that true? Was Utah UTA? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but it may have been. Okay, well that was funny though. Yeah, because people laughed at the Utah was Utah. Yeah. They just dropped the H. Yeah. Uh, so you're still making it. You're still kind of trying to find where to squeeze out some laughs along the way of the exposition. Right. Um, and then you say, uh, and then this was great. Then the post office said every state needs a two capital letter abbreviation. So they convened a crack squad of abbreviators. They they assembled a ragtag outfit of rogues, misfits, and never do wells. How often do well? Ne'er. Ne'er. Yeah, ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells. And so that was funny. Like uh, so, two things there: the the crack squad of abbreviators. Right. There's obviously no such thing. Cern. Yeah. yeah. We 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 now I'm in like one of those um, 
Bruce Willis robberies where it's like, you know, he finds 10 people and they're going to break into some safe. You know, that's where, that's the setting you're putting us in, but it's about abbreviating states. Yeah. So so now I know it's not true. Right. uh, And you're playing a role, but I'm in it. Like, and I want to hear what your, the story is. I still think maybe this is an actual story. Right. But I know you're not you anymore. Yeah. But it's funny. Crack has the K sound. Yeah. You get the K, K, convene a crack squad. You got the alliteration and the, with a K sound, which is, which is great. And then the image of abbreviators. And then, um, yeah. Like, what's an abbreviator? Is there such thing as no, a professional abbreviator? No. And then, and then there's, uh, the cliche of, of a ragtag outfit of rogues, misfits, and ne'er do wells. That's that's a group that would that would infiltrate a, a bank or or something or, so, or so, right. So so I love the fact. So, so you people. so so I didn't I didn't think of a I didn't when I looked at this I didn't realize the alliteration. But you're right. The convened a crack squad of whatever. And then um, uh, this is the second time you've kind of made fun of a cliche. Is that like a common? approach you would take like how can we sort of find the cliche in this and then yeah play with it yeah i like i like to do that that's an easy that's an easy joke that, that you can find in in your in your material is is just um because uh, you, you you want it to you don't want to use cliches in your in your your act because it's so um it's too easy but it, but if you do use a cliche then then to um, what they call hang a lantern on it, where you sort of say, "Oh no, I acknowledge I'm using a cliche here, but it, but at least I'm going to try to squeeze some some funny out of it." And and the expression "ne'er do well" has has in in my um, experience hasn't been um, unpacked. So I, I thought I thought it would be good to to um, I, I think it's such a great uh, put down of somebody to call somebody a ne'er do well. Yeah, and it's also a phrase you never hear. Like, right. it, like yeah. you start to you start to use this language that's like forty years old. Yeah. <laughs> so like ne'er do well is not a word ever used right. right now. Yeah. And yet you could see it like in some sort of nineteen seventies description of a movie. You yeah. know. Yeah, I think I think sometimes somebody, uh, a friend of mine, I think it was his, his, I think it was this particular friend named Rick Harris, who is a comedian. He's he's now a teacher, I think. But but he said uh, one of the one of the things that's really funny is reminding people of a word they forgot they they forgot they knew. Like, what's an example from another bit where you might have used a word that people have forgotten? Um, if you could remember. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure it'll, I can remember right off the top of my head, but but it'll 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 come to me. Because I I think that is a funny trick. There's a couple like tools here. There's like a a tool chest here of of skills that can be unpacked uh-huh. to 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 sure. use or reuse. Like this kind yeah. of looking at cliches. Like it seems like you're trying to describe what these abbreviators are. So you use a cliche to do it, but you you lengthen the cliche or you you uh, uh, exaggerate the cliche with with the use of ne'er do well, yeah, and then you underline that by like you know ever do well ne'er right. <laughs> or whatever. So, and I think you use the word ne'er like three or four times in the in the actual joke. I, I forget. Oh, I, I don't remember doing that, but but that's possible. In, in those two lines, just in oh, those okay. two lines. Like I don't know if this tra- transcription is accurate. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think within those two lines, I say, do they ne'er do well? No, ne'er, ne'er, yeah. they ne'er do well. <laughs> um, they were charged with. Abbreviating all fifty states down to two letters. I read the description of the documentary and thought to myself, "How are they going to make a ninety-eight minute documentary about a task that couldn't have taken more than six minutes to complete?" 
So people laughed at that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm not I'm not sure why they laugh at that, but I but I I know that I mean that that was more of a, a bridge, and and the fact that they laugh at that was was just a, a good fortune. And also the the specificity, the 98 minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, because yeah. normally when I think of a movie, I think, oh, is this 90 minutes or, you know, 120, right, like two right, hours? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think like exactly 98 minutes. Yeah. So there's something there too. And also, why six minutes to complete? <laughs> like, why not 10 or less right, than six, 10? Six is, six is a, a, has a k sound in it and it's one syllable and it, it's, the, it's, the right, it's the right length word for. So, you, so you're, you're consciously thinking of the k sound. Yeah, and you're thinking I, I of reducing the syllables, for, and it's a short amount of of time, and it's and it's yeah, and then um, and then you get the bigger laugh. So you get the you get you get a laugh there, but then you say, uh, "Boy, was I wrong," and you get the much bigger laugh right there. Yeah, and I think it's because again, uh, you're subtracting from yourself. Like there's this almost like childlike enthusiasm right. <laughs> about a documentary about abbreviating. You know, boy was I wrong. Nobody says boy. Like <laughs> right. boy was I yeah. wrong. Like it's again, it's like oh shucks, nineteen fifties style language. <laughs> so it's not it's clearly not you anymore, but yeah. we're in it. Right. Yeah. And it's it's I mentioned here in my notes, it's like it's like it's this innocence that's funny. Right. And I don't know how consciously again you were you you know, you were trying to do that or play that persona. Um yeah, I was trying to play that 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 persona of of somebody who is um, is very enthusiastic about this about this documentary and, and very excited. Yeah. Then you you get the laugh, so you extend the laugh with "It was an adventure," which right. clearly wasn't. Yeah. Uh, then you extend it again: ups and downs, in and outs. Friends became enemies. Enemies became friends. <laughs> and again, not only did you get laughter here, you got clapping here. Right. Were you expecting yeah, that, the clapping? No, because that 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 that's one area that that it's a line that I just do for myself because it, it normally does not get a laugh. People don't people don't find the expression "friends became enemies, enemies became friends." They they don't find that they don't find that funny. And I think it's I think it's so uh, it's so over the top uh, dramatic that that I that I thought people would always find that funny. But I wind up doing it ninety nine percent of the time just just for my. For my for my own enjoyment. Really, you don't. You, this usually doesn't. Like if yeah, you're doing it in a, in a, in a club laugh. or whatever. No, no. That's funny because yeah. uh, so again on the Conan clip that I watched over yeah. and over. Yeah. People were laughing and clapping. Yeah. Because I guess they're appreciating that you extended. It, it's it, it's all related to this ragtag group, and you're extending that, making them more and more like this. Dramatic spy thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the worst thriller where everyone's gonna turn. It's like a mafia thing where everyone's gonna turn on each other. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's stop to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You spend a third of your life in your sheets, which is very healthy. You spend it asleep. Are your sheets taking care of you the way they should be? Introducing brooklinen.com, high-quality sheets and bedding at a price that won't keep you up at night. Founded in April 2014, Brooklinen offers simple, beautiful home essentials without the luxury price. It's the fastest-growing bedding brand in the world because people love these products. Their sheets have over 12,000 five-star reviews. Oh, my gosh. Plus, they have versatile colors and patterns that complement any decor. This is luxury bedding underpriced. 
you have to try these sheets today. I love my Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets, and I know you'll love them too. Brooklinen has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code JAMES at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason, of course, not to give these sheets a try. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code JAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JAMES. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. And then this whole next bit I thought was really funny because you almost tell like a joke within the joke. So they thought it would be easy because Alabama lulled them into a false sense of security. Alabama, AL, holy crap, this is easy. We're going to finish before they stop serving breakfast in the hotel restaurant. And now you start going into a tangent of all about the, the hotel breakfast. So that's like a, you could have told that joke separately. Like whoever wanted to be, you go into this whole thing about the the omelet chef, like who grows up and wants to be an omelet chef. People want to be a chef chef. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you could have told that as a separate joke, but you kind of told told that it's just as a tangent to this. Yeah, I I, I just know that I need a, a tangent. I I knew the, the first time I, I looked at this as a as a potential for a, a joke that I needed a tangent to take the people's attention away from the um the next the next state, which has the same the the whole the whole reason I I came up with this was this joke is because I found that so many of the states started with the first same first two two letters. And I thought, oh, that must have been so frustrating and, and overwhelming for the people who were, were charged with with coming up with these. And then I I thought um, when, when, I, when I first started writing and I need something to take the people's attention away from Alabama. If I go right to Alaska and, and the people People notice that that it's got the same first two letters. There's not as there's not as big of a of an impact on the on the audience. So I so I knew that I needed something to to take their attention away from it. And somehow, some way, one night, it it became the the boss um, offering to take them out to to uh, to breakfast. And the and the idea. I mean, it's just a, it's just a um, I, um, an in, inspiration. Well, you know, because a lot of times people think you got to keep it all tight, like get get like you were saying, go from laugh to laugh. Yeah. But you're right. Like if we'll see at the end of this tangent, which goes on for a while, when they when they finally get to Alaska, there's been so much time passed. Yeah. That they can't even remember, and that right. becomes part of the whole yeah. joke. Yeah. But 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 something you just said, like you thought it was funny how it must have been difficult because there's so many that states start with the same two letters who thinks about that like why were you even thinking like in my entire life <laughs> i've been abbreviating the states i've never thought oh so many states have the same first two letters like what were you doing when you thought of that um i i think from the first time when i was when i was in second grade and i and i got the the arrow book of the states and the arrow book of the states one of the sections in the arrow book of the states was it had a, a and it was it was I, I got it in second grade, but it had to have been printed several years prior because the the idea of um, the two capital letter abbreviations 
was a was a new was a new concept in this particular version of the Arrow Book of States um, that that I got from the from the Riff Van, the Reading is Fundamental Van, that came to my school, and the, and and I remember uh, it, for whatever reason I wanted to memorize the, the 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 abbreviations, and I and I and I noticed how difficult it was because Alaska, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, they 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 had the same first letter, so it was it was a little bit difficult to 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 memorize them. You, you really had to put put some effort into it. So so you pulled that out and said, and you know, forty years later, yeah, well, said, thirty years later, thirty years probably, later, yeah. said yeah. this could be a joke. Yeah, like you turned that kind of difficulty you had in second grade into a, into a joke. Yeah, and you know, I think that's, um, you know, I I. I see a lot of. I think it's very easy being a comedian to just go straight to let's just call them like fart jokes or crude <laughs> jokes or whatever. Right, yeah. And uh, and then it's hard to figure out if you're being unique or like everyone else has done it. But clearly, like this joke's going to be we're we're in new territory now in the joke world. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's that's why once I got a got a hold of it, I. I I, I held on and and really really uh, pounded away at it and and tried to try to strengthen it and lengthen it. Yeah. So, so now they go into this whole tangent of you know you say you you say this funny thing which is you don't just say they're going to go try out the omelet station. They you said uh, the omelet station had just been invented, which uh-huh. is absurdist, right? And was sweeping the nation. Yeah. Cliche again. Yeah. <laughs> So, right. Yeah. And it also again has this 1970s feel like, you know, the the slinky is sweeping the nation. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like has this like 1970s commercial right. feel to it. Yeah. Uh and uh and then you go into this kind of hidden truth which we think that which we realize that oh yeah, everybody who's wearing that chef's hat yeah. <laughs> at the omelet station, they are not doing their life stream. Right. Like no chef went to chef school just to be the omelet chef at a buffet. Yeah. And it's almost sad for them. Yeah. And you're almost harsh here where you say like no 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 they first off you say they want to be a chef chef, which is kind of funny, the alliteration. Right. Yeah. And then you say they, they don't want they want to be giving the orders. They don't want to be taking the orders from, you know, your stupid wife and your ugly kids. So yeah. you're almost a little hard there. Right. But it's yeah. true. Yeah. That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. I never want to go to an omelet station again now. Yeah. I I I've I've always felt uncomfortable with the with the omelet station because I, I feel like the the omelet chef is is um and then they can be so they can be the, actually the friendliest member of the of the buffet team in in many cases and and they're very outgoing and and right, that's to, part of the job choose, description yeah, almost yeah yeah and and I just feel like oh my gosh they must hate us they just must really really hate us so this this is another area of the joke that doesn't always get a a, a good good response but um it's it's uh it's it's a can't lose because at the at the very least I divert the people's attention from the from the from the the main the main um plot of the right right the so story. so the main plot you're you're basically kind of buying yourself time because the more time you buy here that's funny yeah. the main plot becomes funnier yeah. but at the same time it's also a can't lose in that it is a real hidden truth that's yeah. funny like yeah. at least you're making an observation that's Interesting, and they right. probably but haven't I, thought. But of. I've worked really hard over the years to try and make the omelet portion of it funnier, and and come up with different angles on it, and different lines, and and all that. And it's and it's just always, um, it's it's hit or miss. 
I think people don't, I think people underestimate, like you're saying this story, again, you're, the way you're saying this story is very, you're, it's like you're actually describing a real documentary, you know, minute by minute and you're, and you're doing it very seriously. I think people underestimate it. Like you say, it took years to figure out the exact wording to make the omelet station. Like what was a, another way you presented this that wasn't as funny? Um, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there ever was another, um, that, that, that it was, it was always, it was always about, it was always about breakfast and, um, and it was, I think it, it always had the, the component of the, of the omelet station and, and to, to make it longer, I added my, my own my own opinion of the of the omelet station and how I feel about the omelet station and I and I figured that would ring true for for everyone and it, it just doesn't. Which could have just been a separate joke all by itself. Yeah. Like, did you ever go to the omelet station and blah blah blah? Yeah. But like, you you pour everything into this story filled with jokes. I think uh, this is like an an underestimated technique that could be used in anything from public speaking to comedy. To whatever these these tangents are are not what make the joke funny necessarily, but they add so much. And you do this a lot in a lot of your bits that I think other comedians are afraid to do because of because of the risk. Yeah, it's yeah, it can be a little bit risky, but the, but the but the payoff is really is really nice in this. And the one other thing I want to mention about the the omelet chef is it reminds me of a Louis C.K. thing on Conan also, where he points to all the musicians. In the band, uh -huh. and he says, "None of these musicians are doing what they want to do." Oh God! <laughs> like this is just like from a few weeks ago. Oh wow! He, yeah, he says they they all want to be rock stars. Yeah, and now they're just playing. Oh my God! For your shitty band. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, and they were all laughing, and he's like, and he's yeah. like, I'm, I don't insult them. They're doing great. Like this is a great job for them, but they didn't like plan to do this. They studied wow. like the oboe for like fifteen yeah. years. They didn't, they didn't plan to Man. do this. So, that is that is really ballsy. I would never have the guts to to say something so uh, acerbic. You think because because they're right there. Yeah, they're he right backs there. off a little bit. Yeah, like because he says, "I, I, they're doing great jobs." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he does that a couple times in wow. in different different scenarios. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm in awe of him. <laughs> um, okay, so let me see where where I am here. Uh, the omelet station. He didn't want to be the omelet chef. He wanted to be the chef chef. Uh oh yeah then you get then you're kind of bringing us back now into the room with the abbreviators uh the guy who wants to go to the the omelet chef is like uh uh you know uh, he says I don't like holiday sauce and somebody says to him did you just say holiday sauce yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Then you make this whole button of like hol holiday versus hollandaise sauce right. Right. Which again, like you're extending the tangent a little bit, but you're bringing us back into the room. Yeah. And so, was that like an extra thing? Like, how can I extend this further? Or what were you like? How did you come up with holiday hollandaise? Yeah, it's just it's just one of those those things that that irritates me is when when people say holiday sauce. It's like, are you really? You don't know that it's that it's hollandaise sauce. I've known it's hollandaise <laughs> sauce since the since the beginning. But it, uh, but but it, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to have a joke. 
that's just and, and it's possible you could have a joke ever ever you could start it off by saying the the idea would be you'd say uh oh i have a friend or or um ever have a friend that says holiday sauce they say holiday sauce doesn't that drive you crazy when they say holiday sauce and and it's just it's not really that strong enough to st stand on its own but to put it in this in this in this bigger bigger package it's it's um it's it's much more manageable for me, and 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 I can I can feel feel better about that. Yeah, because there's there's other aspects of it that become funny because it's in a documentary. So was it really? You, so we're all believing that this was an actual documentary, and did they really argue yeah. about the in the documentary a film that they they could have edited in any sure, way? Sure, sure. They really keep the argument right. between Holiday yeah. and Hollandaise sauce. Yeah. I guess if you were doing it standalone, you could say, "Did you ever have a friend?" Um, who keeps saying holiday sauce, and you don't want to embarrass him. Like it's at a dinner with his, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. your parents, and you yeah. don't want to embarrass him or something. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Uh, but here you have it like perfectly in the in this story, and it works because then it, it it extends getting back into the room. Um, so so the boss finally says, uh, uh, you know. Could we get back to abbreviating the states? So now we're here. It took it took you like a minute segue to get right, back to yeah. here. Uh, we still have forty nine states. Uh, they got back to abbreviating. And they said, "What's next? Alaska." Everybody cool with AL? And now it took so long because of the yeah, omelet chef right, and the yeah, holidays. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's understandable that your persona uh, or or that they in the room. Don't remember that they just said AL for Alabama. It, right. It's not a hundred percent believable, but it's in a documentary, so yeah, it must yeah. be believable. Yeah. And even your main character describing it doesn't is not yet allowing the the, the audience is already starting to laugh because they know what's happening, but your persona on the stage is not quite giving it to them yet. Right. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that until just now, but the but the idea that the that the abbreviators in the in the abbreviating room didn't remember that they had just used AL is is really silly. Yeah. They they a, had to have. They had to, but you yeah. but, but it's part of the joke because then they say, uh, Dottie, can you read the minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you get into this whole thing about Dottie being this like almost 1940s secretary, right? You know, where sort of like, a madman era secretary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's say, yeah, early 1960s secretary, yeah. where she's like just this raunchy, you know, like, everything <laughs> is like this one-liner, and there's no other way to do that other than in this story. But before you do that, before you get to Dottie, you say someone caught it. Like only one person out of all the abbreviators right. caught yeah. it. Yeah. And he like sheep you're you're acting it out, you're like sheepishly raising your arm. Uh one man raised his hand and said, I think we might have used that one before. And they're all like, Are you sure? Because they they don't have like the then the documentary almost becomes absurd because they don't have the capacity to remember Alabama still at this point, right. so they have to go back to the minutes. Yeah. But yeah. We're, but now we're all in it. Even though we know it's not true, we're all in the story. Yeah. Uh, so here's where I think is the most risky because at this point, clearly, we're not the nothing is real, but we're in this. We believe you. We're in the story. Yeah. And we, and we want to hear it. So we check the minutes. There's Dottie. Oh, and here. You did something different again. Also, you put yourself in the documentary. So the persona who's describing the documentary in this Dottie story, you you she she gives she's about to give a line, and you say, 
how Dottie is this? Right. And as if you somehow know yeah. Dottie, and as if the audience all knows yeah. Dottie, but we haven't seen her yet. Yeah. It's like we're all now in the documentary with the abbreviators, right. which is a new switch in the, in the joke. Yeah. So I don't know how planned that was. Like you're bringing us even closer in. Well, I had a, a, a lunch one day, and this woman was, was sitting with her friend, and she was telling a story of how she had, she had told somebody off and she said, um, how Melissa was that <laughs> about herself? She was speaking of herself in the, in the that's, that's. Her the name was person. Melissa? Yeah, she was Melissa. She said, how Melissa is that? And her friend said, so Melissa. <laughs> and, and, I, and that moment on, I was like, I have to work that into a joke. Somehow the, the idea of somebody, somebody talking like that is, is so obnoxious and, and so funny to me. And, and uh, again, that, 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 that piece of the bit is, is hit or miss, but I, I, I always try to do it because it, it's, it's so entertaining to me. I can't see how it would miss because <laughs> it's so absurd yeah. Like that now we're supposed to know how Dottie is. Right, right. And yeah. like we haven't met her at all. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but, but it's also interesting. So you made one observation about an obnoxious conversation. Did you write it down? Or like, how did you remember that? Yeah, it was it was it was written down, but it, but also it was it was so um, uh, compelling that I that I remembered it even without writing it down. It just and and I retold it to people, and I I actually tried to tell it as a as a standalone joke, and I remember it did it did okay. But what it, was a standalone joke? Uh, I just um, um, I tried to tell the tell the story of of how obnoxious this woman was, and 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 it. it did okay, but I, I just um, so 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 much of a joke staying in an act has to do with how it goes over the first one or two times you tell it. Like if if certain portions of this this joke didn't go over early on in the in 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 its um, uh, history, then then they wouldn't have made it, and I I wouldn't. The, the, the only thing I will say is, is sometimes I have uh, a, a stubbornness about what I think is is funny, and 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 I'm 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 proud of that because it I, I think it's necessary to be a to be a an, an original comedian is to have a, a stubbornness about about what you what you think is funny. I I don't I don't think I'm as as stubborn as as some people are. Like I I think of somebody like. Um, like when I watch this old series called Get a Life with with Chris Elliott, I'm like that that yeah. guy that guy was really, really convinced of what he knew was funny and put it out there and it, and just and just made it something that I think is such a such an un, unrivaled masterpiece. Um, but but I I think and 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 Letterman strikes me as that that way too that that he really was stubborn about what he thought was funny and 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 wouldn't would not break on on that. So I. I, I think to, to to bring it back to the 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 joke, it's it's just that um, I, I can I can only handle a couple of of, of instances of a, of a joke bombing before I say ah, I can't I don't feel comfortable telling that. But if it makes you laugh, yeah, you, you try a little there, harder yeah, to keep try, it in. Try try very hard to to keep it in. Yeah. You know, speaking of Letterman and like, let's take his performance at the Oscars. I thought the Uma Oprah yeah. was hilarious. Hilarious. Actually. Hilarious. And why didn't people like that one? I, that like was great. I have, I have no idea. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was brilliant and, and original and, and funny, and and um, and uh, uh, turned the Oscars into like a a 
um, a common luncheon. Yeah, that you that you had near that your at your house that you would introduce to people that that way. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I guess like uh, absurdism doesn't work as well in a setting like that as much as roasting. Like roasting seems like okay in an, in an yeah. Oscar's uh, monologue. Yeah. yeah, but absurdism doesn't go over right. as well because they don't yeah. get it. Like yeah. Oprah doesn't get it. Yeah, and, it goes over then, certain people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so then then uh, let's see what I got here. All right, so I, I point out again that you're subtracting your knowledge, the persona's knowledge that we don't know who Dottie is at all. Right. So, so it it seems like again, comedy is a lot about subtraction because you're super smart. You're telling this story <laughs> about a smart documentary, ostensibly, and yeah. you keep subtracting more and more. Like obviously, we don't know in the audience who Dottie is. So, so again, do you think? I can't. I, I think almost all comedians do some sort of subtraction to create a persona. Yeah. But let, let's take Amy Schumer as an example. She's not like this. As far as I know, she's not this like slutty woman. But that's the persona she plays. She subtracts sort of this non-slutty part of herself. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. Or. Or. The, maybe she exaggerates her history. Right. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah. So you you go on. Um, they quickly go through Arizona. Uh, Arkansas, you know, and then he says, "Shit, we'll come back to it." Because he realized they're starting to realize. Uh, oh wait, wait, no, before that, before that, sorry. Uh, uh, they said Alaska, A O L, and so they, the boss says, uh, "It's not going to happen again. Certainly not going to happen twenty-seven more times, <laughs> which is the exact number of times it happened." So that's just funny. about, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, but then you extend that by saying foreshadowing. Yeah. So clearly, it was foreshadowing, but. You underline it. Yeah, the specificity plus the extending it seems funny to me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this this bit is is uh, deconstructing the actual um, structure of of a of a documentary or of a of a of a narrative. So, so the the idea of friends becoming enemies, enemies becoming friends—that's sort of a something that happens in a lot of narratives and a lot of stories. And right, like it's, like it's an archetype of a story. Yeah, right, right, and, and so also you're going to have some some foreshadowing in a in a in a movie. So right, uh, and and there's also going to be more problems than are expected. And you specifically say the number of problems twenty seven. Like this, <laughs> the specificity right. is yeah. is funny. Yeah, and also I, I noticed uh, after foreshadowing, you gave a really big pause. You were silent for a while, and I guess because there was laughing, and then you, you just paused through it. Because uh, I guess maybe now, then you're you're switching to the next. They just start going down the list of states: uh, uh, Arizona, AR, Arkansas. Shit, we'll come back to it. Uh, what's next? California, CA, Colorado, CO, Connecticut, which is of course going to be yeah. CO. But you don't even say the CO there. Yeah, he he. You you make a face. Yeah. and look down as if you're the boss in the documentary. Right, and you know we are screwed. So you're playing now the boss in the documentary. You're not just telling yeah. the story. You know, and then and then there's more Dottie. Somebody needs a drink. Not now, Dottie. <laughs> And then, you, and then, you, then now you're back out of it, and you say, by the time they got to Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, followed by Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Missouri, shots were fired. So that's funny because the alliteration yeah. and just so many problems, right? And and it's still this obviously simple task, but you've made this simple task like so incredibly complicated. Like, what are they going to do? It's it's hopeless. Yeah. So uh, you you it's now gone from being now we we in this 
fake way you realize why it becomes a 90 minute a six minute poem becomes a 98 minute documentary yeah. and and people are laughing um but you know you say shots were fired they were at each other's throats so they hired a consultant they brought in a contractor not a contractor a contractor right <laughs> and someone right. who contracts words yeah. and so that was funny yeah that that was actually one night a, a, a mistake that I that I made. I I meant to say always con- they hired a contractor. I always meant to say contractor, but one night I said a contractor, and and when I said oh, I'm sorry, a, a contractor, it got a it got a laugh, so I ke- I kept that in. Yeah. So and and it's it, it a I thought that was funny. The the use of the word it again reminds me of a Louis C K joke from later where he um, describes someone who has I think he's describing someone who has sex with a minor. And then he says, "Not a minor, a minor, like, like a coal miner." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but it reminded me of that yeah. uh, uh, of that, <laughs> which came later. Yeah. Um, but uh, but also, I thought it was funny. Um, first off, they were clapping with the contractor in the Conan bits. They weren't just yeah. laughing; they were clapping. Right. And uh, the, and it also reminded me of movies like. Uh, again, mafia type movies where everything it, it gets so messed up in the middle of the movie, they have to call in the the cleaner yeah. or whatever, someone to yeah. come in and like solve all the problems. Yeah, and so that's totally what you're mimicking there with something as simple as abbreviating states, right? And then and then you use as an example of what a professional contractor is o'clock, which is funny because he instead of saying of the clock, he got rid of the f- the yeah. sound. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, like what? Did, what made you come up with? Well, a clock, I guess, has the K. Yeah, but it, it's you know, it's also I was just looking for the most common uh, abbreviations, and that's that's probably the most common abbreviation there is. O'clock, because we you know we use it as many as twenty four times a day. Um, so, <laughs> by the way, that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. Because we don't really use it twenty four right, times right. a day. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so I I thought that was that would be the that would be the lead off that would be the 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 funniest one is always either going to be the first or the last part of a of a when you're doing a list it should always be the first or the or the last so I I I I wanted it to be to be first because I my 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 theory is that you especially if it's at the end of an of a set and usually I close with this that you're going to get. A uh, big applause for saying thank you and, and good night. So, so I, I'd rather start off with the with the strongest one first. So, let's see. Many years ago, people would say it's nine of the clock. Yeah. So I so I I had that that knowledge of of knowing that 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 that's what o'clock was abbreviating, and um, and then just make, you making the sound th- yeah like was funny because right. <laughs> I don't really yeah. think of like what actually is being con- nobody ever thinks of what actually was contracted there right right yeah yeah. I think that I think o'clock is funnier than other common ones. Like would have is clearly would have. Right. Yeah. I don't even. I didn't even know until then what o'clock was. Uh, oh really? Contracting. Yeah. Oh okay. Did you oh, know? Like, did you have to look it up? Or no, did you I've known do? it since I was a little kid. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so so, but then the next one was um, you say this visionary said we don't need the f- the. He said, "I can do that with a sky comma." Yeah. So again, I didn't even I had never even heard the phrase sky comma before. Oh, I coined that. I coined that phrase. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And everybody laughed and clapped at that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the other thing I want to point out that I that I uh, take pride in is that he he wrote such timeless classics as a clock. Uh, to, to call it timeless is is ironic. Yeah, I, I did because not. It's time full. I did not notice that. Right, yeah. So 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 again, it seems like you took a couple of relatively simple observations, like oh, there are a lot of states with two letters. Uh, omelet chefs don't want to be yeah. omelet chefs. Uh, there's all these cliches, and yeah. then you kind of you, you you figure out how to make those funny in in odd settings. Like, okay, let's put that in a documentary. Let's put the omelet chef as a tangent here, and then you're using all these kind of I don't want to call them standard rules of comedy, but 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 you call them yeah. rules. So like, make it the first and the last of a list, the the funniest. So there's like there's kind of a method to the madness a little sure. bit. Yeah, you have to start with the with the observations that are unique. And but I think again, most people try, or I feel like when I'm trying to do this, even like in, when I'm giving a public talk, I'm trying to initially think of something funny. You're taking something in many cases boring or everyday and trying to work really hard, like you say, it took years to make it funny. Yeah, and that's particularly hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's that's where the payoff is. I guess that's where the payoff is, and and there's never been. There have never been more more comedians, so it's it's so hard to have something original, and then to have your original piece stand stand out is even is even harder. So it's it's just um, it, it requires this kind of legwork. Yeah, like like anybody can make jokes, and and I'm not saying this is good or bad. Like anyone can make jokes about their dating life, but whatever you say about your dating life, there's a good chance it's been said before. It might not be said in the exact way you say it. It might not be even the words you exactly use, but probably some aspect of it has been said. Or or parents about their kids, or people about the food they eat, or whatever you say about your ethnic background. Right. Um, although you had a, a funny joke in the last set that I saw you in, because you're six foot six and Jewish, yeah. and you combine that with like you would think if. Uh, if God's given me this, and this is from a year ago, so I'm trying to remember. If God's right. given me this, why didn't He get you know? Did, would He? You would think He would also get rid of uh, the neuroses and all that. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was a, that. That was funny, and that's yeah. that's where you're saying something about your ethnic background, but it's a unique because also you're six foot six and Jewish, which is unusual. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, but again, is this 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 uh, trying to find the unique and the unusual and making it funny. Um, so then you have after the sky comma, uh, he also wrote would have, could have, should have, the holy trinity of regret, which is funny. Yeah, like I never thought of it that way. Right. Yeah. Those are the things you regret. Like, oh, I, I could have done this. I should have done this. I would have <laughs> done that if I'd known. Yeah. You, you only use those when you're regretting something. Right. Um, so there's like a, a hidden truth there, and then uh, he wrote won't. Uh, people said, "How will you write? Will not and not use a single L." He said, "Watch me. Are you saying I won't do it? I just did." Yeah, <laughs> and that's basically how yeah. you close and the I, act. I mean, uh, yeah, and I, and I and I feel you know I've always felt that that it, that the 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 bit tails off at the at the end there, and it's not it's uh, because the the o'clock part is the funniest part, and I've tried telling the o'clock part last, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't um, stand up that. That way, so I, I I feel like it tails off at the at the end, and I wish I could, and I've tried to come up with with funnier um, closing closing lines. There. But 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 there's kind of um, the the are you saying I won't do it? I just did. There's this like in your face like 
you, you, it's almost like it allows you to like, you know, lean into the microphone and point. I just did. <laughs> and it, that does seem like a good way to close. Like, I don't know how you do that with the o'clock. Right, yeah. It, it, was, it was hard to close with the o'clock. It's easier to close with, with the won't part. But, but again, the won't thing was, was um, a, uh, something that I had tried probably a long time ago as a, as a, as a separate Separate joke. The 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 idea that, that that will not did not should not abbreviate to won't. That it was that it was a cheat somehow, and that it didn't really make um, make sense. So a lot of this kind of evolved out of maybe like older jokes that you were able to make somehow this this filter or this overlay of this absurdist documentary yeah. made some of these jokes funnier than they initially were. Yeah. But you're able to kind of like uh, go back and look at your older material and sort yeah. of say, okay, here's a home for them. Right. So that's part of the years of development yeah. of this. Because yeah. clearly what you have here is maybe 10 to 15 one-liners that could work by themselves as well. Uh, right. But putting it in this story is yeah. this extra risk and... You know, it's just like they say in the stock market. You know, the greater the risk you take, the more potential for high returns, and that's what's happening yeah. in comedy as well here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's greater than the, the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know of any. I I can't think of any comedian who will tell a six and a half minute story about abbreviating states <laughs> and still have like each line be funny. Like that's again a huge risk because you could just falter off in the middle. Yeah, and you're in it. You're you're stuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure there's there are comedians in in England in particular, uh, perhaps that 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 do um, that that do something. You, you know, no, not the the exact the exact subject or topic, but the the a similar similar style or or delivery. Really, why why in England is that like a different? I, just, I think absurdism goes over better in in England with the, with those audiences. I, I think those audiences are a little more sophisticated than the the two drink minimum people over here. That's interesting because I feel like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like, uh, obviously, observational humor has been big uh, for, let's say, the past 15 years, even, and even, and then observational humor combined with, oh, let's talk these real truths. Like this is how I really feel about my children, or this yeah. is how I really feel about you know dating. That's also that combined with observational humor has become even bigger. But I feel like absurdism is kind of coming back somehow like you have you you know whether it's louis ck or bo burnham or amy schumer like there's just lots of absurdist stuff yeah. happening yeah. combined with observational humor right yeah yeah i, th I, th I think it's really great i, I love absurdism yeah because like like your foreplay joke why would anybody do sexual foreplay where someone's the secretary of housing and <laughs> urban development and the other one's the assistant secretary of housing like even just housing and urban development like why that cabinet department yeah, it's the funniest <laughs> named cabinet department to me to and, you and, yeah and and also it's 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 very um it would be <laughs> controversial too right i guess so and i guess it's funny because it's long yeah. Like it's secretary yeah. of, as opposed to like secretary of state. It's just right, like you, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretary oh. of state is not funny, but secretary of housing and urban development would be funny. I mean, to me, secretary of the interior would be funny because it's it's, it's a, um, an obscure cabinet post, but housing and urban development is is uh, the funniest to me. I guess it's funny too because you don't really know what the secretary of housing and urban development does every day, right? <laughs> like when you say when you say later in that joke, you're not pushing your agenda enough, uh, or you know, in the next line of that joke, yeah. what could possibly her agenda <laughs> yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's funny. So again, but that's absurdist too. 
So, but but also there's some there's an observational component to it. Like, okay, there's the foreplay aspect and the idea that it's more and more difficult to get out of the cliches in you know role play role yeah. playing. You know, it's not right. waitress. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. client yeah. Uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, and then just this idea that you're the, you know, you work for her in this like cabinet position is, is, you know, a, a cabinet position that may or may not do anything. That's kind of <laughs> observational. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so it seems like there's all these kind of com- intersections of all these different styles, like observational, hidden truth, uh, absurdism. And then you, and then you're, you're taking these standard rules, like, oh, let's use the K sound, you know, make the first and the last the funniest. Uh, it put all that kind of together is the craft, and you can see why. Like, how long have you been doing stand up comedy? Uh, t- 23 years, 23 years, yeah. So, literally, nobody can catch up. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, it's impossible. Like, someone starting now, they're gonna have to do it for 23 years, yeah. But, but I think, I think people have a, a, a better learning curve than, than I have. I, I watch some of the, the young comedians like John Mulaney or. Or uh, Michael Che, or, or Colin Jost, or, or uh, Chris Gethard, and the guys like this, and they—they they just uh, seem to really, really uh, Mike Birbiglia. They—they they seem to really, really hit their stride very, very quickly, and, and become very, very um, accomplished very quickly. That could be, and this takes away nothing from them. Like all those people are are great, but. This joke is <laughs> hard to do. Yeah, like it's hard to come up with. Right. As you were saying before, you're feeling anxious about what, uh, you know, what to do for your next hour and special. And so it seems like, like you know, when I've seen you in in let's say the comedy cellar, you're you're now or or you were then uh, coming up with the next batch of let's say. Smaller jokes that could potentially yeah. combine into like a larger story, uh, you know. So I don't, I don't know. Like, how do you get down to work on like the next six and a half minute yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it's daunting. And how do you deal with the anxiety? Another another thing. I mean, I mean, I, I yeah, I've I've been I've been um, struck. Yeah. Really, really, um, it's the it's the bane of my my existence. The the anxiety, it, it just it, it it overwhelms me and it cripples me. Like but, when you wake up, do you think, oh my god, I I have to do this, but I'm not going to be able to? Is that like the first thoughts in your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean this this I yeah I've I yeah I mean I. I I'm I'm reluctant. For, for, I feel very comfortable talking to you, and and um, so I so I'll I'll, I'll say this, but it, it's it's something that I I don't I don't know how. Hopefully, this will be this will be helpful to people, but it's something that's very personal to me, and I, I don't like to re- reveal to too many people. But I but I want I want up in the in the hospital at at. Uh, at um, Cornell Weill um, for for a few nights because of my depression and anxiety, I just was was overwhelmed. A, a couple of a couple of months ago, I think it was in in April um, that I that I wound up in the in, in the hospital over it, and just um, I wasn't I wasn't suicidal. I just um, I just went to the emergency room and they uh, and they admitted me, and I was there for for a few days, and they they um, changed some medicines up and, and things like that. But it, it's um, 
it's uh, literally crippling. Yeah. Did that help? Like, did they? I mean, a combination of medication and them talking. Did that help at all? Uh, yeah, I'm in a better position now than I than I was than I was then, and I can I can function and uh, a little a little bit better, and and I've been able to get back on on stage. I, I didn't. I don't. I don't think I went on stage for the for the last two two weeks of April and the, and the first couple of weeks of of May. I, I just was was um, did not did not feel did not feel comfortable getting on on stage. I, I thought I might um, panic or or lose lose my place. Did you had had you experienced panicking on stage right before then um, or losing your place? Uh, no, but but there was there was uh, an immense dread about about performing and, and about going on in, in front of people and 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 the the, the self criticism was 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 so high that I that I that I didn't um, that I didn't feel that, that I was that I was um, qualified. I didn't feel qualified to perform, which is amazing considering all you've done in comedy. And I know saying that means nothing is like yeah. meaningless, right? To right. what's going yeah. on in your head, yeah. But clearly, many people shouldn't be on the stage. <laughs> people gonna go on the stage, including myself. By the way, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> so, and so, have you gone on since? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I've been on you know probably uh, tw- twenty times um, since since I got out of the hospital. I, I do fine. I just I, I just I've done um, probably ninety percent of uh, jokes that I that I had done before. Um, not 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 much new material. And and new being new since the last special, or you're doing jokes from even older specials or whatever. No, I I, I would say I I. I did mostly jokes from the from the last special, and then new stuff. I mean, stuff that's less than than a few months old. So, so there's 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 two types of ways, right? To to or several types of ways to to deal with anxiety. But but one thing, obviously, which you tried is going to a talk therapy, medication, all those things in, in yeah. the hospital. But then also, are there peers? You could sort of uh, work with and kind of, you know, almost like a, you know, sort of just for a short period of time, not necessarily an accounting accountability partner, but like a coach of some sort that you trust, who's in your area, who uh, can help work through maybe this particular or recognize where the particular bottlenecks might be. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have, I have worked with with a, f- a few friends on my on my jokes and 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 also. Just um, talking out this this uh, frustration with them has, has been helpful because this is this is not something that is unique to me. Every comedian I, I talk to, they they talk about their struggle to to come up with with new material and 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 just how how frustrating it is and how long it takes and and how much um, how much work it takes and 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 that that's that's probably the 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 bottom line is is that I'm going to have to um, to take take more risks on on stage and 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 that's one of the reasons I'm moving back to Boston is that, is that I feel it'll be I'll be more more comfortable taking the risks on stage in, in Boston rather than at the at the comedy cellar in, in New York City what, what does it mean to uh, take more risks just um, to um, to go on stage with with material that is not that is not as as um, 
worked out as as the joke we went over today to go go on there with the with the components of of something like that and 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 work it out and and then record it and and listen to it or or just just try to remember it and and write it down and then and then try it out and and adjust it and and tweak it and that's 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 what I have to do. I mean, a little of. bit. That's what like as an example. That's like what Chris Rock does when he's starting a new hour. Yeah, he'll go to uh, I guess whatever it's called, the Laugh Factory in New Brunswick or the Stress Factory in New yeah. Brunswick, and uh, yeah. and just literally read off of a pad. Yeah, and see what gets laughs. And right. Uh, yeah. So so it's you're doing the equivalent of, of that. Yeah, but but I, I'm not I'm not at the uh, at a level, um, and and I don't feel comfortable reading off a a, a pad. I, I would. To, to do more, do more, uh, try to memorize more of the, more of the the jokes and and go up there maybe with just a list of, of the topics and and have in, in my head already the 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 components of the of the joke. Do you think it gets like as you said, you're not the first comedian to have this problem of coming up with new material, um, and in part because it's it's not like you're at a regular job where. Even if you screw up for a couple of weeks, you're still eating the paycheck at those two weeks. Like they, someone could be vo- very volatile in their performance at a job, but their paycheck is steady until the day they're fired. So they just so it becomes more a, a matter of being avoiding being fired rather than doing a good job. Whereas right. a comedian has to do a good job. That's yeah. how your career is yeah. created. Yeah. So do you think though, after a certain at a certain point, like you've been doing it for so long and have all these specials that that actually makes it harder to come up with new material than like a begin than say a beginning comedian who is at the beginning of that steep curve can take those risks hasn't set the bar high for themselves yet yeah yeah absolutely like, I, like what I, do I, you and louis ck and jim gaffigan do for your next specials i can't even imagine what you have to do yeah i i mean i haven't i haven't seen the, the special yet but i know the kevin hart's uh last special was called what's next and 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 i imagine that that was a big a big question for him to to answer after he had after he had done shows in in such huge huge venues and 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 it's and it's but it's it's i i feel the same way it's like what what do i do to um as a as a as a and for for the the next the next special and and how do i how do i make it as good as or or better than you don't you you're reluctant to go out there with with less strong material than than the last special so they're there and the, and the expectations of the of the audience are are higher the the, the only the the one or one of the positive things is is that at this at this point I have I have fans who are there to see me so I th- I think they have a similar sense of humor to me so I can I can be a, a little bit more um, absurdist and and a little more quirky with with those audiences so that they'll give me more um, license to be to be um, what I think is funny. And and so, and so that's that's helpful. And, and you'll have that because they're a friendly audience. You'll have that rapport built yeah. really easily. Yeah. So it's easier to try stuff out. They're gonna right. laugh, you yeah. know, at your gestures because they'll recognize them, and it'll be yeah. funny for them. Yeah. So when when it, you're moving to Boston soon, uh, you're gonna work on the new material. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see new material from you sooner rather than later. Yeah. You ever think about making a, a book of all your prior material, kind of like <laughs> a sign language type of thing? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, like just even analyzing this is such a pleasure for me. Like oh, this is like you. a gift to me to sit down with you and go over line by line this joke, and I, and hopefully for the listeners as well. But it's yeah. it's an amazing thing. I I, I hope that the listeners enjoy it. If I if I were to find out that the listeners enjoy it, I, I could I could see. Um, uh, doing that with uh, with other jokes, uh, either with you or on or on paper, because it is um, it is uh, alchemy in a, in a way. Um, I mean, that's over, overstating yeah. it, but no, but, it's not overstating it. Because how do you take language again with public speaking? There's a gimmick, which is oh, you're talking about X and you're telling stories. Like the stories might be funny, but there's not the craft of the punchline and the funny sounds and the pauses and the delivery and the alliteration and and the many, many, and the tangents and the many, many other things that go into this craft. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's incredibly helpful to, to learn and listen and hear. I'm glad. Yeah, so, that makes me happy because I, I I do I do enjoy talking about it because it was it was uh, it was a pleasurable process to to um, sort of um, construct I, 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 a joke like this. You're really more more constructing than than writing because you're you're you know putting it building it. Yeah. Well, Gary Goldman, once again, thanks for coming oh, on. Thanks so much for my having me. Podcast, it, was, it, was my, yeah. it was my pleasure. I, really appreciate I, I, I love it. being and on with you. Thank you. It is. It's. It's. I've listened to this joke probably thirty or forty times. <laughs> wow. I've had questions about it, and like I said, whenever I do public speaking, I'm so nervous beforehand that listening to you and again, I have a, a few go tos. Always yeah. makes me like like it's like an injection that makes me like a better public speaker for about forty five minutes. <laughs> wow. That, wow. That makes me very happy. One right away. I'm very happy to hear that. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, James. For more from James, check out The James Altucher Show on the Choose Yourself Network at jamesaltucher.com and get yourself on the free insiders list today. Thanks for listening. Did you know I come out with new episodes every Tuesday and actually now I'm thinking of coming out with more episodes per week. If you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode and I have a lot of great interviews coming up. Again, thank you so much. I really hope you do this. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.